0: Welcome back to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host Chris Ward, and this week we are sitting down and chatting with Ryan (laughs) Chukuski. Got his name right. um, Who is an upcoming participant in the Bigfoot 200 200 mile race uh, in Washington in August. And not only is he a participant in the race, but he's also planning on writing a book about the experience called Bigfoot 200 because, you know, why the bleep not? <laughs> um, which, which will be based on his own experience, training, and participating in the run, um, along with the perspectives of some of the other runners, um, crew members, the race director, who's Candice Burt, uh, if you listen to that podcast and and should be just an awesome read uh especially for all of us out here who are fascinated with the 200 mile races and i got to say i think the like a bigfoot community the like a bigfoot tribe is fascinated by these things um and i was trying to think about why like why are we so fascinated by a 200 mile race and i think the answer is obvious because it sounds insane (laughs) Um, right now like 200 miles you can't even picture it but I just want to do a little exercise real quick right now I want you to do something 200 times so like throw a ball against the wall 200 times or tap your head 200 times or whatever just do something 200 times and then come back. All right. Instead of tapping your head or throwing a ball against the wall, imagine if each one of those things you did was one mile. <laughs> and not just a mile on a flat surface, but like going up in mountains and down hills with giant jagged rocks and on the edge of cliffs and in the middle of huge forests and, and next to like badass lakes and stuff (laughs) maybe avoiding wildlife at the same time that's awesome man this is these events are just awe-inspiring and they're just they're they're ripe for amazing stories and amazing tales from the participants in them so I, for one, am looking forward to Ryan's book. Um, He's written a couple other books in the past, which we'll talk about on this podcast, and I'll link to in the show notes. Um, So definitely check those out. And overall, I just had a really fun conversation with Ryan. Um, He lives in Minnesota, so we kind of geeked out about the Midwest. So if you're listening to this podcast and you are an athlete on the West Coast or the East Coast and you've never really ventured into any events in the Midwest because maybe you're just imagining that you're only running or biking through just massive amounts of cornfields. I just want to let you know that that's probably not the case. (laughs) That's not the only thing you're gonna see when you come to the Midwest. So as I sit here, I'm on vacation in Iowa to visit some family and I just got done running at this place called Wildcat Den near Muscatine, Muscatine, Iowa on the Mississippi River. And as I'm in the middle of this forest and all these bluffs and these giant, not giant necessarily, but these cliffs, you know, I just, I'm taking pictures and just trying to pass off the idea that Iowa isn't just farmland and it's not just cornfields and there's all this awesome diversity in the state that you can see if you really decide to come in and explore and i know ryan would probably say the same thing about minnesota um, and i know in the podcast he talks about this race called the arrowhead 135 which is like the cousin of the badwater 135 Um, and while badwater is in death valley arrowhead is in northern minnesota in the winter um, at international falls which is right on the border of minnesota and canada and so i mean i guarantee you if you do that race you're going to come away with an appreciation of the midwest that maybe you wouldn't have had otherwise so if you're out there listening and you've never really explored any of the midwestern states i would suggest signing up for a race i think it would be a really cool way to see and gain an appreciation for for the the flyover states (laughs) that they we get the best names though it's like oh thank you thanks for that respect flyover states come on man but uh (laughs) but yeah so I'm trying to be a proponent for for Iowa and the Midwest in this intro. Um all right let's get into the podcast oh I guess before we do I should probably let you know you can find all of the Like a Bigfoot episodes and podcasts on basically any app you're using to get podcasts. So I would suggest iTunes. But that's just because that's what I use. So um, you can go on iTunes. You can subscribe. And if you're enjoying these, please leave us a review. That helps a lot. And then you can find us on all the social media stuff. So just look up Like a Bigfoot. And uh, yeah, check out. You can check out some pictures of Wildcat 10 on uh, facebook and instagram so you can kind of visualize what i'm attempting to describe with words also if you enjoy the podcast with ryan and you want to learn more about the 200 mile races we have a couple episodes about that Um, episode number 13 with melissa sinclair describes how she and her husband trained and ran the tahoe 200 in california and nevada and then we actually did an episode with the race director of the Bigfoot 200, Candace Burt, about how she comes up with the races, designs the courses. Um, it was a great episode. So definitely check that podcast out. They kind of, you can pair them with this podcast and come away with a really, at least come away with a beginning understanding of uh, these 200 mile endurance races. All right, let's get into it. Like a Bigfoot episode number 47 with Ryan Tchaikovsky. Enjoy, guys. All right, I want to welcome to the show Ryan, and I'm going to shoot two for two in the last two episodes of not being able to pronounce the last name, but hold on. All right. Can I give it a shot? You can. Okay.
1: Chakuski? nope <laughs> <laughs> you get two you get two uh one more
0: um okay so you like you gave me the look like that was just completely wrong
1: not completely that's not completely. the obvious no no that's like the normal that's what i usually get okay
0: i'm gonna say it's not chew so Chakuski.
1: Bingo. Yes. Dead on. Chikowsky. Yes. Dead dead on. <laughs> yep. Yep. And and
0: uh and then the other thing which we were just talking before the podcast so I won't even bring this up but the town that you live in currently I would have definitely mispronounced that name so can <laughs>
1: Yeah, Shakopee, Shakopee, Minnesota. So yeah, not Shakopee.
0: not shake shake your pee, shake
1: your pee. Not not shake your pee. Nope, just Shakopee. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh.
0: So yeah, man, I I want to get into that. So I'm having you on the podcast today because, you know, you're in the midst of training for the Bigfoot 200, which is of an event that is completely fascinating and brutal sounding. Um, and you're also planning on writing a book. Which has a great title. It's called Bigfoot 200, because you know why the and then bleep I bleep it fill
1: in the, bl- fill, fill, in, in the blank. fill in the blank why the bleep not
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, so so yeah man I just I th- you know that sounds like a great idea and you know I think from my experience of talking to a few of my guests who have done 200s mm-hmm. it's It's just such a crazy, bizarre, like niche event that Mm -hmm. the more information that people are getting about it, the better because there's not a lot of information out there, which is so your book's going to be awesome. But also this podcast, you know, like hearing how you're training and, you know, how your your mental preparation and all that stuff. So, yeah. So, yeah, man. Oh.
1: It's something. To, uh, <laughs> it's something. I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you were telling me before the podcast that you're in the midst of the hardest week of training for you. Can you kind of give us a description of what your week was like?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just kind of like not knowing, like you you mentioned, this is such a new thing, right? This is such a. I don't know man like everyone's been doing these 50 milers and these 100 milers but this is this is such a new thing coming on and so there's not a lot of information out there on how do you train for something like this but a couple people have you know thrown together some things and they talk about exhaustion training and so I'm in the middle of this exhaustion (laughs) training right now because we're coming up on you know what what are we getting at like couple months to the race yeah and so one of the things i uh, that i was reading is like you have to teach yourself how to run exhausted well, i've done some hundred milers and stuff but the hundred milers i've done each one i have finished has been under 24 hours so you know you're only doing like less than a day this is not going to be less than a day yeah <laughs> and so starting on sunday this last week i just decided you know what i'm going to do i'm gonna just going to start running and I'm going to do, like, 30 to 40 miles a day, sleep for a couple hours, and then go run again. So so since oh my uh, god, <laughs> basically my thing, I was just tell my wife this, too, which is because uh, she's been like, what, are you just going to run all day long? And that's what she said. I work, too. I work full time. Yeah. Yeah, I got to work. But so I, uh, what I do is I've been, I get up in the morning early. I've been running. Then I go to work. And then I get off work and I run. And then I just hang out, eat supper. And then I run again at night. Just run to like mid like run till like midnight go to bed sleep for like four hours get up and run again and that's what i've been doing and right now currently like so today's thursday and so since monday i've ran 98 miles wow just since monday just and, and i've only slept for like maybe four hours a day wow <laughs> so this is this has been my exhaustion week that's what i call that so um and I, I don't know if that's what everyone else does, but that's what, that's what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because so, the two things you're going to have to deal with in a 200 mile race sounds like extreme distance and then mm-hmm. sleep deprivation would be the, honestly, like sleep deprivation probably would be the biggest challenge because it's something that you're not facing. Like you said, in a normal 24 hour, hundred
1: mile race. Right. Yeah. You don't, you don't want, well, and at least, you know, Bigfoot, at least the two hundreds, even Bigfoot, Tahoe, uh, Moab, the ones that Candace does, they, they offer sleep stations. Yeah. But you know, you have a five hour limit at each of the sleep stations. I don't want to spend five hours there. I want to maybe, if I have to sit at the sleep stations, maybe an hour, maybe 90 minutes, I want to get back out there. I just, I want to get at it and get done, you know? So, <laughs> so yeah, man. So, uh,
0: a couple things, mm-hmm. you know. You, you mentioned that you work during the day. How is yep. the exhaustion week? Like, how is that? How is that balancing with your work? I guess.
1: Oh, so uh, luckily, I'm all, you're a teacher. I'm a teacher. Oh, cool. As well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do a couple of different things. I'm a I'm a college professor. Um, and so, right now, I don't have any college classes. It's June, so I'm, I'm good with that. But I'm also, I work for the Department of Human Services here in, in, in Minnesota, and uh, I do the education for all of the uh, staff for the Department of Human Services. Gotcha. So, I'm, I'm technically kind of like the dean of education <laughs> <laughs> nice for the department. Know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, one of the things I do when I'm in my office is, you know, I get my breaks I'm a state employee. I get my union accredited breaks. And so I go out and I move. I go run on my breaks. I go walk on my breaks. And that's the only thing that keeps me awake. Yeah. <laughs> so I just kind of, you know, I, uh, I. The, the point is getting to work and doing some mundane things sometimes. I'm in a lot of meetings and uh, being able to stay awake. If I can stay awake during those meetings after only having like three to four hours of sleep a night, Hey man, I can stay awake during a 200 miler. That's yeah. my thought. No, that's that my thought process. Perfect <laughs>
0: sense. How much? Yeah. How much coffee are you just like injecting into your body?
1: <laughs> so I'm not a. I, so I'm, I love coffee, love coffee, but I only drink like uh, two cups before work in the morning. But then I'm a, I'm a energy drink kind of guy. Okay. Monster, <laughs> Monster Energy in the afternoon. So
0: <laughs> that should be uh, one of the chapters in your book. It should be like coffee in the morning monster energy in the afternoon
1: but I, you know what i might do that maybe monster will sponsor me or something there you go that. there you go well so the crazy
0: thing about you know any i have only ran 50 miles so that's like my top distance right now
1: don't say only don't only, say only. only you have yeah okay i've <laughs> ran 50
0: mile and sure and um just a couple of things about that first of all i can't even imagine doing 100 mile let alone 200 but the the thing is that, that people don't realize is the amount of time you're putting in before the event. Because a 200 mile mm-hmm. race sounds so crazy long, and you're you know you're thinking about all the hours it's gonna take. But you know most people aren't even seeing all the hours you're putting in uh, right now. Right. Which is so well, crazy. I got nothing else to say about that. except
1: <laughs> My wife sees it. Oh, that's true.
0: There you go. Yeah. How does, what does she think about this whole, whole deal?
1: She's been super supportive. Um, and not only that, but, uh, uh, she's, uh, she's also an ultra runner, uh, okay. but 50, K so far, 50 K has been her, her thing. And, but she's super supportive. Um, it's usually, uh, her thing is uh, she, a couple of years, I'm trying to think a couple of years back. Um, I was, there was a marathon uh, in Mankato, Minnesota, just South of here. Um, and I've run that marathon every year. It just, this is kind of a, a short story long. Um, and one year they decided to do this bold competition. What can you do to be bold this year? And so I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start at the finish line, run the course backwards, and then run the course forward again. And, We were being interviewed by a local news station because of that. And my wife said, you know what? What ends up happening is usually Ryan comes to me and says, hey, I've got this great idea. (laughs) And and the great idea is usually me saying something really ridiculous. And so, like, with this 200 thing, it was just kind of like one of those things where it was like, hey, I've got this great idea. I'm going to do this 200-mile race. And she's just like, "How how, how, how how many miles do you need me to pace you? that's that's like her response nice it's, man yeah i know right yeah. it's perfect so and then now that she's you know i told you she's expecting she's pregnant now so when we were with the doctor she's like hey how much can i pace him because you know i'm pregnant but can i still do this and the doctor was like yes you can yeah and she's like okay there we go
0: yeah especially at the speed i'm assuming you're going to be going at towards the end oh, right you know. yes so definitely and i've seen the, i've watched some videos of the course yeah. And I guess we can get into that a little bit later, but it just seems so gnarly and like almost impossible. Not, I mean, there's going to be sections where you definitely just can't run even if you wanted to.
1: It's not runnable, right? Yeah. yeah there's absolutely a, people are like, Oh, you run that? No, you don't run it. This is not a run. Yeah. This is a, this is, this is an adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So, so she's super, she's been super supportive. And, uh, I, I've enjoyed, um, since when we first started dating, years ago she was like a barely 5k runner and so then she's like ah you know I can I'm never going to do more than a 5k yeah. now nah, she's doing 50k yeah. this is awesome
0: <laughs> awesome so where did you hear about the 200 mile races like how did it get on yeah. your radar
1: yeah so um just uh just a couple of years ago you know you start the Tahoe 200 was I think the first that uh that Candace was doing and Candace was my first like she's she was my first that I heard of it. And uh, it was actually last summer, um, me and a buddy of mine, Tracy, we were just going out on a, He he's from North Dakota and I'm in Minnesota, but he was here for a reason. And we went out on a little training ride together. And he said, hey, have you heard about these 200s? Tahoe and Bigfoot. We started talking about Tahoe and, and Bigfoot. And I said, you know, I've heard a little bit about it. He's like, we should do this one day. We should do one of these things. And I said, hey man, I'm game if you're game. And then Bigfoot just kind of happened. Yeah. You know, like I'm like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit Bigfoot, and he's not doing it, by the way. So if Tracy listens <laughs> to out. if Tracy listens to this someday, <laughs> like I wanna, yeah, we're, next week I'm gonna tell him about this. Uh, he's not running it, but uh, but I am, and so that's where we kind of heard about it. And I said, and it's kind of like the title of the book, man. Like why the, why not? You know, like just I'm gonna do it. Like this is this is gonna happen. So yeah. Um, I'm always up for adventure. I, I just want to. I, I'm. I'm a big advocate of finding out what the human body is capable of. You know.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: I just want to. Just want to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Well, so let's get into your background a little bit. I mean, yeah, is that yeah. something that has formed later in life, like that kind of uh, mentality, or is that something you've always had?
1: No, probably later in life. So my running. I mean, anything running. I was a, I was a track runner in high school, but sprinter. Okay, And uh, so just short distance stuff and then uh, didn't do a whole lot through college and all that stuff. And then, uh, oh, I'm trying to think 2008 ish or so. I was like I got into some 5K action, you know, I'm like decided I I got I got uh, through college and grad school gained a lot of weight you know like as, as just, we all I, <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm like you know something's got to change and i said you know running was something i always enjoyed doing so i got into uh Got into doing some working out and some running. And and, uh, my Uncle Bruce, he said, you know, hey, there's this 5K down in this small town that he's from, Truman, Minnesota. He said, there's this 5K. You should come down and run that. And I've been running it for a while. So I went down. I ran this 5K. Won the 5K. (laughs) You know, I got to win this 5K, you know, in this small town, of course. Did
0: you go out with, like, a sprinter's mentality where you're just like, I'm just going to sprint and see how long I can sprint for?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much, because that's all I knew, you know, yeah. that's all I knew, but, you know, of course, that gets exhausting after, you know, 100 meters, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I slowed down a little bit, but when I'm in a town of, like, you know, 200 people, there's not exactly, like, you know, this competitive edge, so I ended up winning it anyways, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, uh, it was kind of, that kind of got me hooked, and then, so I got into this, like, distance, distance running kind of thing, you know, and yeah. started doing that, and, yeah, uh, I don't know, like, after that, you know, you start losing weight and all that stuff. I dropped, like, 60 pounds and all that stuff. And then I I got into, like, the marathons. Um, When the marathon actually came from, I was uh, up in Fargo. Uh, My sister lives up there, and uh, I was running this five-miler up there, this race. And five miles is the longest I've ever run. I'm like, oh, I got to go do this five-miler. And I took, like, third place in the race. And part of the race was like, Oh, you win a free entry into the Fargo marathon. <laughs> I was like, Oh, the Fargo marathon. What's a marathon. You know, this is like, I, I don't know. What's? Oh, it's 26.2 miles. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> so, you know, you know, <laughs> and this race was in September. Fargo marathon was in May of the next so year. Plenty of time. I'm, like, hey, yeah. I'm going to go race this. Thing. Yeah, I got this. So, you know, doing no more than, Oh, I think maybe ten miles. I think maybe I ran before going to Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, this it's a great story. I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm you know I'm towing the line on the Fargo Marathon, and the race directors like, this is a. Uh, at that time, they're like, oh, they, I think it was their first year of being a Boston qualifier. Race directors like. Who's here to qualify for Boston? And I'm like, Yeah, me! I'm here. You know, I'm screaming, Yeah, I'm here! I don't even know what that means, you know. And uh, uh, so I, I come, I, I run that, thing, I run that race. I came in, I came in like, I, I can't even remember 3:52, maybe, which is great yeah. for a first time. Oh, marathon, for sure, you know? man. Jeez, Jesus, you know, like I was you know, completely but not a Boston qualifier, but you know, I hated it. Hated every mile. Hated <laughs> every single mile of it. Said, I'm never doing this again. How, never. Go ahead.
0: How much did you hate miles 20 through 26? Like
1: <laughs> Miles 20 through 26 were like I can't even remember them to this day. (laughs) I actually remember hating fifteen through eighteen. Really? Actually, yeah. Because I've never run more than ten miles at that time. Yeah. So fifteen through eighteen, I'm like, what am I doing? Like the end isn't in sight yet. Yeah. Yeah. Not even in sight. Yeah. But then at, at 20, like 20 some miles, I remember some, well, actually there's a couple of things that happened. First of all, some gal ran by me who is very pregnant and she had on the back of her shirt. I'm seven months pregnant and I just passed you. What's wrong with you? Oh my and God. That, that was, yeah, that was that. I'm like, Oh geez. Yep. She's right. Hey, good for you. Um, but then this, this older guy came up to me and he's like, you know, hey, what's your name? What you doing? Because 'Cause I'm struggling. I'm walking. You know, I'm just hobbling along. And I said, my feet hurt. Everything hurts. I hate this. And he's like, you're gonna finish under four hours. You should be proud if this is your first. Yeah. And I think at that moment, I kind of like, oh, you're right, man. That changed my mentality. I finished it. You know. But afterwards, I hated it. Um, like I said my sister lives up there in Fargo that's where I was staying and I, I'm I sitting in her bathtub I ran some cold water you know my my ice bath yeah that I had <laughs> sitting in her bathtub and I'm like I'm never doing this again three weeks later I ran another marathon
0: no way
1: yeah there was like that, that was how, you know I was hooked yeah and uh, and then uh, you know after that people just got into like their they talking I started reading uh, Dean Carnassus. mm-hmm Started reading a lot of his stuff on ultra marathons, and I'd never known anything about this before. And I'm like, man, that sounds so awesome. And then I ran my first 50k, and I should say I ran my first 50k, but I failed my first 50k. Uh, only finished like half of it, and then I'm like, nope, I can't do these ultras. This is ridiculous.
0: Where was that at? What was that? That was
1: in It was in Minnesota. It was aft. It was called Afton 50k here uh, in Minnesota. Was it
0: at Afton Alps?
1: Afton Alps. Yeah, yep. man, that's where yeah, I skied
0: the, when I grew up. When I was growing uh, you,
1: up. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So <laughs> out at the Afton Alps, and I, I finished. Uh, I finished the 25k. You know, okay. I did. It was two. It was two loops, and so I finished the 25k. And I'm like, I don't know about this ultra stuff, but at that same time, I was signed up for my first 50 miler, which was the North Face 50 uh, miler out in. Uh, it was by over by Madison, Wisconsin. And so I was like, man, if I can't finish 50k, how am I going to finish this 50 miler? But I went out to that 50 miler and I I finished it, you know, I dominated it and it was great. Now I mean, I made it in, not you know, I was like first place or any like thing like that, but it was it was so much fun. I like, think
0: if you finish a 50 miler, you dominated it. Like yes, it doesn't matter yes, thank how long yeah. it
1: takes you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I mean, I was just so happy I finished this 50 miler and I'm like Oh man, this is incredible! But like I told you, I was reading D- Dean Carnassus a lot, you know, reading about all the ultra marathon man and all this stuff and his stuff out in uh, Badwater, the 135 and all that, you know. And uh, I'm like, man, this is just such amazing stuff. And I, I just kind of had my sights set on this. Like, what can we do? What can that, you know? I, that's when I started thinking, like, the human body. What can we do? This is some incredible stuff. And I, you know, I kind of got hooked. And so I just started looking at it and said, "Here we go." And I, uh, I took after my first hundred miler was uh, the Lean Horse 100 out in uh, uh, South Dakota, um, Hot Springs, South Dakota. And so I set my sights on that in 2012. Uh, you know, trained, 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 and went out there and took after it. And that that day out in. In South Dakota it was about ninety some degrees. <laughs> not uh, not humid, but very dry and it was very dusty and uh so I struggled a lot through that. And, th- and this is my this was also my I wanted to be a writer. You know, okay. I've always yeah, wanted so to be a So I wanna a, like
0: I, see how you combined those two passions together.
1: Yeah, there we go. So um when I first started college, I'll, I'll, now I'm going to regress a little bit, so I um, digress a little bit. So when I first started college, I wanted to be a writer. I was like, oh, I'm going to be a creative writing major, and of course, I, you know, very, very uh, rapidly learned that there's not a lot of money. In there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I went into uh, I went into uh, criminal justice and sociology and all that stuff, but I said, you know, because I don't need to have a writing degree to be a writer. So I decided then maybe I'd start, because I'm reading a lot of books on writing. That's what I was doing at the time. So I'm like, I'll write a book. And being I'm doing my first 100-mile race, I'm going to write a book on it. That'll sound great. So that, I had my sights set on writing writing a book called 100 Miles of Success. That's that's what I wanted. 100 Miles of Success. That was going to be my book. And uh so I went and did this this race out in South Dakota, and uh, after 68 miles, I dropped out.
0: And then so you're I like, very gotta change the title of the book, probably.
1: You're right. Well, not even title of the book. I actually thought I'm not even gonna write the book. Man, like, you know I... what?
0: So just that's that's funny that you say that because I had an experience where I for like three years ago I was gonna start a podcast, and I actually started one, and I did two episodes, and it was about teaching. And then, um, long story short, it was my third year teaching, but it was in a different, completely different school. That was a lot more challenging. And like, I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) And so I stopped doing the podcast, even though the point of it wasn't that it was going to be, you know, like me being like, Oh, I'm super, I'm the best. It wasn't that at all. It was like exploring like how to be better. But like, it's the fact that like failure stopped me, you know, and it's, it's such a crazy thing like it it can be so overwhelming it can be like almost like just a stop sign for whatever you're pursuing and so the fact that you i guess continue your story because i know that you ended up writing this book and i think that's mm-hmm. really awesome and i think that's something that that you know you, you should be like looked looked up to like i look up to that because you know in the past that that has stopped me so sure
1: yeah yeah, and I did. And, and my, my wife now, but girlfriend at the time, because we weren't even engaged yet, you know, she's like, no, you don't. This, why is this stopping you from writing this book? Like, write the book. Yeah. And I said, well, what am I going to write about? I failed. And she said, but what did you learn? Yeah. And I said, oh, my goodness. So the book turned from 100 miles of success to 100 miles of thought, finding success through failure. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and so it just in details, just everything from mile one through 68 and what happened, and then it just talks about like, what did you learn and like you just you broke your limits. You before that I'd only run a 50 miler, and not like again, it's a, not only ran a 50 miler, but I ran a 50 miler. But you ran 68 miles. Yeah, you went for 68 miles. What did you learn? And, you know, and one of the things, and I'll show you on the podcast here, this is one of my, this is one of my mottos right here. This says, uh, and it might be backwards, but this says success is only, success (laughs) is only possible when failure is an option. Yeah, that's right. So you can, you you can only find success if failure is going to be an option. That's a little frame, the thing that I have here down in my office at home, you, you, you have to understand that you you can't find success unless you have the option of failure and failure has to be you have to you have to have failure in your life you have to
0: what's the thing that you ultimately will overcome and like the act the act of overcoming that is what b- makes yeah. you successful or like brings success and you know man like honestly that book probably is way more relatable and probably way more interesting because of the the aspect of failure.
1: Absolutely. Ironically, sold better than my <laughs> second book about success yeah. succeeding yeah. at the distance. Yeah, because people were more relatable to Oh, let's look at what he learned through this failure kind of thing, and then you you know you write a book about like succeeding at something, not only succeeding but winning the hundred mile race, yeah. like you know. And so that was yeah, and, and so it was a, it was just a great life lesson. And then I was like I said I was done with the race, I was done with the distance, I wasn't gonna do it anymore. But then my my wife also then convinced me to run another hundred mile race. Which Which sounds I like did. a really good lady. <laughs> she's awesome. She's she's my best friend. She's yeah. She's like no. She's the best. <laughs> so. Um. And so she convinced me to run another one. And then, uh, like I said, I won that race, took first place. It was awesome. Um, Great experience. Wrote a book about that, you know, like, and that's called Into the Darkness, uh, A Runner's Revenge. (laughs) And uh, because I I did, I literally just set out to like, okay, I can do this 100-mile thing. I can do it. But then that day, I'm just like, no, I'm doing this and I'm dominating. (laughs) And so, yeah, it was cool. You said everything kind of clicked during that race yeah so we have bad you know ultra runners, we have good days, we have bad days. Um, I think it's probably pretty safe to say that every ultra runner has DNF. It's pretty safe to say that i I can't say that as like a, like every every ultra ultra runners DNF, but I'm pretty sure most of us have yeah
0: well if uh-huh. you're if you're you know if you're really challenging yourself and doing something that maybe you don't feel like, if you're, if you're signing up for a race and you know 100% I'm going to be able to finish this, um, you know, it's not the same as, like, if you're signing up for something that scares you or something that's yep. a little bit into the unknown, I guess. Uh-huh. So I'm sure if you're, if you're someone like you who is signing up for these things that are into the unknown, like, yeah, you're going to eventually face a day where things don't go right.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every, every ultra runner I know has DNF'd at some point in time. and so that's and 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 i think that's kind of what uh i think that's what that second book was about is like you may dnf one race but the next race you might just dominate and that's what's really cool yeah
0: that's (laughs) awesome man so yeah so from there so that was a a few years ago it sounds like so have you just been like consistently doing various uh ultra runs
1: yeah um so what happened then um yeah doing some 50 milers doing some 50 k's um after that but i had a really bad streak this last year um i've had a terrible bad streak last so doing some last uh last may i ran a 100 mile race down in iowa took second place What? what's awesome that?
0: i'm an iowan uh
1: Oh, originally the
0: the boonville 100 dude okay so can we talk about that race for a second because i've seen pictures and you know i mean i'm living in colorado now so if i went up to someone in colorado i'm like yeah this iowa race is apparently pretty brutal they'd be like what are you talking about but like the pictures i've seen is all on these like b roads (laughs) these gravel roads that aren't really gravel they're like mud and if it rains the night before the race like I mean, there's like a foot of mud you're stepping in each time it's insane.
1: Steve Cannon, the race director, I'll give him some credit on this he 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 totes like oh, this is a tough race. dude, it's not that tough of a race. um so if he listens to this podcast, sorry, Steve <laughs> um it's a it's a cool race, man. It's an awesome race like. Very very sweet race. I've uh, done it a couple times. I ran the uh, ran the 100K and then the 100 miler. But uh, so uh, and I was supposed to run the 100 miler this year. Have a stress fracture in my right foot oh. actually, so I couldn't. Yeah, I had to pull out this year because I wanted to heal it for the Bigfoot. Yeah, you know, I had to make that decision. But uh, no no those B roads, dude. If it's raining, yeah, insane <laughs> insane yes mud mud to your freaking knees man that's crazy that's so crazy but otherwise beautiful course you know there's no and there's also no course markings are you you on like gravel roads the whole time pretty much pretty much gravel roads the whole time no course markings you have to print off your own course markings and you have to follow like the directions so it's like when they say boonville it's very boonville yeah
0: (laughs) so are you going through like any
1: state parks or anything you go through the bridges of Madison County. Oh, okay. That's cool. Like, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah it's a cool, uh, very cool race. Yeah. Very cool race. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, I yeah. was, I was, re- you know, it's one of those things where you don't realize how beautiful your home town is yeah. or your home yeah. area is until you move out. And, you know, we're going back to Iowa in a couple of days uh, just to visit family. And, you know, nice. like, I'm looking forward to it, man. The scenery there is is just as pretty as anywhere else it's just you know in a different way so
1: yeah absolutely absolutely
0: yeah man so okay so you've done that a few times what else have you
1: yeah so uh uh, where were we at with that uh so um so we oh yeah so i did that and then like after that race like there was like the series of like unfortunate events so i'm doing like uh uh at that point in time, I, I did that, and then the summer went through. It was pretty cool. And then it got into the fall. I was going to do this 100-mile race uh, up in, um, uh, in Minnesota here, uh, the Superior 100. And so I went out to do that, uh, had a little free entry to do that, which is great. You know, you can get a free entry to go do something. And I went up there, and at mile 25, something didn't feel right on my left knee. just kind of like something's not going Something's not clicking here. Something's not happening, and I kept going and everything. And then I had to pull out. I had to pull out of the race. I uh, wasn't happy about it. Uh, found out then, of course, I tore my meniscus. Oh. Yeah, got a torn meniscus and uh, had to have knee, you know a little orthoscopic uh, knee surgery. So I was out of the out of the running realm for about eight to twelve weeks.
0: And basically. you did you know at this point you were doing Bigfoot?
1: not uh i mean let me think yes or, okay. yes i did yes i did
0: yeah yes so that makes it even I mean, more I, frustrating probably
1: yeah because i my bigfoot was the day after bigfoot finished last year oh, that's okay. when i went i went in yeah i'm like oh i'm doing bigfoot so so yes at that time i'm like oh no this is not what's going to happen doctor tell me can i run again you know yeah. i don't know what this whole thing is about i'm like ah, oh, tell me and he's like oh yeah 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 you're good you'll be good and uh so I had the surgery done, couldn't walk for, like, three weeks. That sucked. Um, but I also had a 100-miler planned for um, oh, Iowa again. Uh, Hitchcock, the Hitchcock okay. 100.
0: I don't know that one. I've heard of Boonville. I haven't heard of Hitchcock. Where's that okay, one? Okay,
1: Hitchcock is at the Hitchcock Nature Center um, over by I'm trying to think of where that's exactly at – the Omaha area,
0: okay, like Council Bluffs or something. Council Bluffs, yeah. thank you. That's
1: that's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, I would the Council, <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah, Council Bluffs. So I had this hundred, uh, this hundred miler already scheduled, and so I said, Hey, doc, if I'm having this surgery done, um, well, here's actually the funny thing they're like, Oh, we're gonna do the surgery at this date, and I said, Actually, I'm registered for the uh Twin Cities Marathon and the Mankato Marathon. If I run those things and have the surgery after, is there any more damage I can do? <laughs> he said, no, there's no more damage. I said, okay, let's do it after. So I ran those two marathons before I nice. had the surgery done. Did, yes. you,
0: did you think you were a psychopath or like did you get that feeling from him? No, no. I actually got a
1: doctor who runs. Oh, there you so go.
0: You got to like, search those out.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like, I get it, man. I get it. You can do this.
0: <laughs> and then you're like, I'm signed up for the Bigfoot 200. And he's like, what the hell?
1: <laughs> That's, actually, I think I did mention that to him. But by the way, I need to like get training here, so like fix me up, patch together whatever you have to do, and get me back out on the roads because yeah. I have to get this shit done. You know, I have to get it together. So, so uh, no. Uh, so I went to uh, I went to Hitchcock and I ran hundred k at the hundred miler. I did the hundred k and then I pulled out because things were kind of tweaking a little bit, but I felt good because yeah. I'm like. I just got out of the surgery and I ran 100K.
0: Dude, yeah, you have to, right. that has to be a confidence boost for sure.
1: And it was a total confidence boost because I'm like, I just did this after like four weeks from surgery, I ran 100K. <laughs> I'm good. Like, I'm cool. Um, and then in uh, January, after that, this last year, I was in the Arrowhead 135. I don't know, have you heard of the Arrowhead 135? I have not. No. Where's that at? Oh, it's in uh, it's in uh, uh, International Falls, Minnesota.
0: Okay, yeah, cool.
1: So you so you know Badwater, right? Bad yeah. the one yeah, that's it's the sister to Badwater. It's, no way, really. Badwater Yeah, Badwater's in California, in Death Valley in the summer. And then arrowheads in the winter in northern Minnesota. Oh, wait.
0: Okay. So, oh, it's in the winter. Okay.
1: Well, a couple of
0: things. I was just up there uh, because I told you me and my dad just got back from a fishing trip uh, Mm -hmm. in Ontario. And so, of course, we drove through International Falls and Fort Francis and stuff. And while I was up there, I was actually wondering how many ultra events are up here or how many trail races there are. And, like, how are the trails? Because... You know, I just went on like a three-mile run the whole time we were doing the fishing trip, and you know, I was just swamped by mosquitoes and flies. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. just instantly, like five five yards into the woods, you're just covered. So yeah, man, what are the what are the trails like, uh, in Northern you're on Minnesota? A,
1: you're, on, you're on a snowmobile trail. Okay. Up there. So you're on the snowmobile trail from uh, from International Falls to Tower, Minnesota. Is the is the 135 miles and uh, so again I'm going up there I'm tackling that one for the second time and I fell my uh, I was I was you know usually use some walking poles and stuff like that yeah and one of my pole I, I dipped down to like the side that it cracked and I fell at like mile 42 or something like that and I my knee that I had surgery on cracked down onto the <sighs> thing and I felt, oh my goodness you know I'm done and so I pulled out and. It was probably more about paranoia than it was actually injury. So, again, I'm going on this like this year of, like, failed experiences. So <laughs> I, I, I tear my meniscus at, like, this 100-miler. and I fall at this 135-miler. And so I'm, like, on this bad streak. And so I'm feeling pretty negative about things, you know. So then my buddy, uh, after that race, uh, one of my buddies, Dragon, his name is Dragon. His, his real name's not Dragon, but, you know, we call him Dragon. That's going to fit um, in
0: well with what you told me the the format of your next book is going to
1: be. But, sorry, we'll get there. No, so, so I'll, you know, I can tell you the story about Dragon. But, no, no Dragon, uh, he, he wants to run his first 50-miler. So he wants to run the Zumbril 50-miler. Which is what shirt, I'm sporting the shirt tonight from this one, yeah. But he wants to run his first 50-miler, and I said I'll do it with him. And uh, so we go out to run this 50-miler, and uh, that's here in Minnesota as well, down by Zombrota Falls. And uh, he, uh, him and I are running together, and about mile 25, I start having, I start hyperventilating. And I start, like, having these breathing problems. And I, I'm like, oh, my goodness. So we get to this aid station. And I tell him, go on, go on. I'll catch up to you if I can. And I sit there and I can't. I I, I took off again and ran this little, like, three-mile loop. And I uh, still had these breathing problems. Had to drop out. So Not line, your year, man. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. So this, like, whole year has just, like, been not my year. And I'm like, this is not happening. And so now I've just... Uh, coming into this 200 miler that's all that's on my mind is i'm like okay i've had all these failures i've had all these failures coming up in this year but you know what this 200 is coming up and i got this like i i'm doing some things you know uh, i'll get it so
0: yeah i wonder if you know since the 200 is the big goal and the other ones Mm -hmm. were just kind of means to reaching the big goal. I wonder yeah. if that's going to be you know like I got to imagine in this in this race like if you tweak something I mean don't do anything stupid like and get seriously injured but if you tweak something a little bit you might just be like well i'm just gonna keep going and just see how it feels you know
1: a couple miles no or. dude i'm gonna keep going and yeah. see how it feels because i got my my mom and my dad are coming out to support okay. me they're gonna be on my career my wife's coming out she's gonna be pregnant she's gonna be out on the trail with me for Christ's sakes like <laughs> of course i'm mean, gonna no this is like i don't care like cause that's one thing one thing after like the arrowhead 135 when i fell and i hit my knee uh, after like 40 some miles my, and I dropped out, my wife asked me, she said, are you just paranoid that maybe you were going to injure yourself further for the 200? I guess that's, know, that, like, that's what I was trying to get out there. Yeah. 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 They, that, that's kind of been the question is like, was, have I just been paranoid because I want to be ready for the 200? And I think the answer is yes. Yeah.
0: You. I so mean, how could a, you not be though? You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, it got into my mind. So one of the coolest things that I got to experience is a couple months ago. Um, do you know who uh, do you know who Matt Fitzgerald is? I've
0: heard of Matt Fitzgerald. I've yeah, heard the he name. writes a
1: Yeah, he writes a lot of books on on like um uh, mental games and all kinds of things for running. I got to talk to him a couple oh, months ago. Yeah. Yeah, about the new book, actually, because I, I just reached out to him, and he's like, hey, let me talk to you, and he, he gave me some pointers, but he writes a lot of things on, like, the mentality of an ultra runner and how to, like, change your mindset to, like, be more positive. Ever since talking to him and then, like, reading a couple more of his books, like, I think I've got a better mental game. Yeah. and because so, it is it's a very, yeah. it's a very mental thing. Can you so, share
0: some of those tricks or or games that you 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 can play?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's just like um so you train. You train and you train if if you if you stick to your training plan. You get into the race and then like sometimes you feel you feel like you're in this like I don't know, like an isolation. Like nobody else there knows what you're going through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but But everybody else there knows what you're going through, you know? And so it's kind of one of those things where you have to look back and say, look at the things you've accomplished. Look at the things you've done. Look at the things that you are capable of doing. And just do it, man. Like, it's, it's no different than going out in your Saturday morning 30 miler versus being here and just doing this race right now. Like, just do it, man. Like it's a, yeah. Those are I, kind of those things.
0: I had a cool experience in a race once. Um, yeah. it was it was just it was a half marathon. It was a trail half marathon, and it was um, where I always train at. When I used to live in Virginia, so it was like out yep. in this trails system in Virginia. And so I'm, I'm during the race, and it was my first time ever like taking the lead you know and i could tell there was snow on the ground so there was no all of a sudden there was like no more footprints in front of me and i remember having so like the little voices in your head that are like dude they're gonna catch you you're not gonna be able to do this you know like why are you putting all this effort in like they're gonna pass you eventually you're gonna slow down blah blah like all the negative talk you know yeah yeah and all of a sudden i come up this hill and i see uh you know you know the little the yak tracks Mm -hmm. Um, The little things you put on your shoes. I see one hanging on the sign and I was like, oh my God, that's my yak track I lost like three weeks ago out here. And it was just a reminder of, you know, all of the effort I've put in ever, like it's all built up to the race that I was currently, it all built up to that race, you know? And it was that cool reminder and like gave me the boost and like kind of shut down all the, all the negative talk. So so, yeah, man, you should hide something out on the Bigfoot 200 course.
1: <laughs> Before. I'll tell, well, maybe I'll tell Candace when she's out course marking to hide something for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, these
0: are my first pair of running shorts. Hang them on a tree.
1: <laughs> if, I, if I send her, I still have my first pair of running shoes. Maybe I'll just send her those. There you go, man.
0: What, okay, so why are you keeping those around? Just like as a, a symbol? <laughs>
1: they have so many holes in them yeah maybe you know what's really funny is actually my first pair of running shoes that i wore for my uh first marathon the fargo marathon was my first marathon they were trail shoes man (laughs) i didn't even know that's how much i did not know about running at the time they were trail shoes i ran a pair i ran in a pair of trail shoes on a road race
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) so let's kind of talk just a, a little bit about training um yeah. Well, how, how do you handle? Because the Bigfoot 200 is in Washington, and you start by Mount St. Helens, right? Yep. And yep. I'm assuming there's quite a bit of elevation gain, or yeah, altitude. from Minnesota. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah so how Minnesota. are you handling that? I have uh, an I have an altitude training mask.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, that's what then I'm training with that. So on
0: those masks, do you like have a ha- have some sort of thing where you set it to what the altitude you want to Simulator? I have my,
1: my, my mask, uh, simulates from 3000 feet to 18,000 feet.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you're just cranking that to 18,000. So right I just, I, just, I,
1: cr- I crank it up and huff and puff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That's cool, man. So are you running, you know, mostly trails around your house or are you doing some road running or what?
1: So for the, so from the stuff I was reading from blogs and other people who have run these 200 miles, you know, they say, like, it's not all about just absolute running. It's about cross training. It's about yeah. getting into different things. And so, like, I'm doing things. We got lots of great trails here. Um, so I get on the trails, get on the roads. Road running actually is my absolute last resort because Bigfoot 200, there's no, no roads, roads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's no roads so that's my absolute so i do a lot of uh elliptical training okay i do a lot of i got a, I, I have a rower i do a lot of rowing uh do a little bit of uh, upper body uh, weightlifting, some yoga and then just some trail stuff yeah, yeah. just get on get on the trails do some hill hill repeats as uh you know here in minnesota as uh elevation hill training as you can get you know just do
0: it yeah man you you gotta do it i mean you know it's it's about adapting to you know the situation it doesn't it's funny because like that that would just be like an excuse to not finish like oh i was you know i was in the flatland, but it's like no man you signed up for the yeah. race you know what you're getting into it's not like yeah you're gonna get there and be surprised that there's hills <laughs>
1: or mountains oh. <laughs> what i gotta go up mount saint helen what yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right.
0: that's crazy but pretty um, sure that
1: pretty sure that's the first 10 miles actually it <laughs> so, is. yeah isn't it yeah Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> that's so crazy.
0: Um, so I talked to a, a runner on here named Melissa Sinclair, and yeah. her and her husband had completed the Tahoe 200, and they ran the whole thing together. Which, in my opinion, was the most impressive part. I'm like, that's insane that you guys stuck together, you the know, the whole time for the race and in oh. your marriage. <laughs> but she, yeah, she mentioned kind of the same thing, like. Um, a lot of cross training and a lot of just time on your feet is what yep. she said. She's like, just always be on your feet because that's the thing that you're really going to have to get used to during the race. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then she also mentioned uh, hallucinations. So are you concerned <laughs> about that at all?
1: I've been there, done that, man. <laughs> no, that's uh, one of the, uh, uh, I just kind of published uh, a back cover. Preview of the book. And that's one of the things I talk about on there is like, oh, we're going to talk about hallucinations because, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I've been there, done that. My my favorite hallucination uh, was probably during a 50 miler, actually. <laughs> and me and, uh, me and a buddy were running. He was pacing me. And uh, I looked up ahead and I, I saw an aid station. I'm like, oh, there's the aid station. Guy looks at me like, okay, there's the aid station, but it was just this, like, it was not an aid station. (laughs) I heard music, I heard people, I heard everything, (laughs) but there was no aid station. It was, like, a canopy of, like, red trees. Yeah. Like, you know, no aid station, but, yeah, no, the hallucinations are part of my favorite part of ultras. Oh,
0: for sure, man. Dude, 200, Uh, like, you, for your book, you have to just interview people at the end and just get the craziest stories from that. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so let's talk about the book a little bit. Um, yeah. You, it's, and I might be wrong about this, but I am definitely going to check out your other books um, as soon as we get off this, I'm going to order them. But uh, it sounds like you've written the other books just solely from your perspective. Is that, is that right?
1: Correct, yeah, okay. the other books are just from my perspective.
0: Okay, yep. and then this book, the way you, when when we are emailing back and forth, you, you said that this book, you wanted to do the structure of like, game of thrones which, yes which if you if you're listening out there and you've only watched the show you don't understand what that means but uh if you read the book they're like each chapter is from the perspective of a different character and so like you know yep. you you'll you'll read one chapter and it'll be a certain character and then you'll come back like five chapters later and you'll be back to their perspective so yes so yeah so you have like five runners lined up
1: got five runners lined up yep absolutely with and then what I want to do is have, I want to also have their crews their pacers their you know thing anyone that they have involved in their race including also like aid station workers and man. you know and Candace I want to intersperse Candace into this whole thing too like what she goes through oh, during yeah. this entire 200 thing so
0: yeah man are yeah, you are it, you like I mean so so that's kind of a stepping outside your comfort zone as a writer? Are you you know concerned with that, or I mean, I have to imagine it's a lot more work, you know
1: it's a yeah, it's a lot more work, but it's it's actually very more exciting to you know, make for more of a dynamic storytelling kind of thing, you know, like in a bigger book <laughs> It will be a much bigger book than I'm <laughs> used to writing, so.
0: You have to do like six books, like Game of Thrones or whatever. Yeah,
1: right. let's well, just do maybe a TV series. I yeah. Don't
0: know. Well, I also told you, you, everyone that you that you talk to has to have cool nicknames, and uh, yes,
1: they do. Yep. Yeah, like you,
0: you already have that covered with with your friend Dragon. So just mention him, Dragon. you'll be good.
1: So hey, Dragon. By the way, we were. Uh, it's, his name is Nick. <laughs> we were going to the Renaissance Festival here in Minnesota. And uh, him and I were doing a beer stein holding contest. We had to hold a beer stein. (laughs) And whoever could hold it longest won. And they went around and they introduced our, like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm Ryan, and I'm from... Shock P. And then they went to introduce himself, and he's like, What's your name? And he said, They call me Dragon. That's how he got that nickname. So, <laughs> they call me Dragon. We're at the Renaissance Festival. Yeah. But yes, we need cool
0: nicknames. Cool nicknames well. cool. Nicknames. We Maybe you'll come up with them during the race. So. You know, like, (laughs) I mean, do you have like a range of people who think they're going to be at like the back of the pack, the front of the pack? Like, how does how did you choose the other people that you're going to focus on in the book?
1: So we have a uh, so we have a database of uh, who needed pacers. And I just picked them from there because <laughs> <laughs> like, Hey, these people need pacers and I'm, and they provide their email and contact information. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, you guys want to be part of my book? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's, that's pretty much how I, that's awesome. how I picked it. I don't care. I, I yeah. really, I don't care if they're back in the pack. Yeah. I don't care if they're front of the pack. I, I have no care whatsoever. Yeah. What Whatever I come up with if you finish, if you don't finish, I'll take them all.
0: Well, it's so. funny, man. Cause like any ultra race, um, I mean, 200 to the extreme probably, but everybody, every single runner on the course is going to come away with like a crazy adventure wow. story you yep. know? from the person where everything goes right. And it's just, you know, a great day. That's, that's always fascinating to the person where like literally everything goes wrong and they had just have to like go in the pain cave and like power their way through. It's sure. It's like, I mean, so a couple of years ago I was like fascinated by the hard rock, hard rock 100. Yeah. And yeah. during the race, there was like Killian journey set the course record oh, like yeah. easily. And he was just like drinking tequila on the course and stuff. Yeah. there was like <laughs> the third place person got struck by lightning on top of handy's peak and then finished the race. And then like, tim olsen just went through like what sounded like the craziest hell that you could possibly go through on an ultra marathon like stomach issues you know just craziness but like decided, like decided he was gonna finish the race anyways and you know like that's just three stories right there there was hundreds more there was like i think there was like another guy who like got rained on and had hypothermia and like ran into these random hikers tents and they were all like you know, drunk or high or something. Sure. <laughs> and he was, you know, they don't even remember he was in there. So, like, man, this is, these, these ultra endurance races, you know, they're just ripe for this awesome storytelling. Like, it's going to be really yeah. cool. I'm really excited for the book.
1: Yeah. And you know, to be honest with you, if I get more than five, I mean, Heck, man, I'll just do more than five. I'll do yeah. 10, I'll do 20. I don't care. If someone's like, I want to tell my story, I want to tell your story. Hey, yeah. there you go. I got that, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm pretty excited for it too. And I might be biased because it's my book. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, I just, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited for it because I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, no one's done the story on the 200 yet. No. So, this is it. This is the first, you know, and I'm I'm pretty happy. I'm super pumped that Candace is like supporting this whole thing and uh, you know, I think I think that we can really make something of this. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Do you have like a timeline for post-race like how long it's going to take you or
1: I hope to be done I hope that uh, well, what I really like this is so there's two things that are depending on this. Like I'm looking for publishers first of all so if if I can self publish and be done by September and have it out, I'd really like to pick up a publisher um if I can pick up a publisher, then I don't know how long that takes. I have no idea I'm new yeah. To that yeah, yeah so
0: have you yeah. heard
1: of uh no no
0: uh i had a i had a a guy on the podcast who was writing a book and he was like ninety percent done but um yeah, man, check that out. It's kind of like a what's what's the the crowdsourcing sites you know you know what I'm talking about
1: no (laughs) I don't I don't this is where I blank
0: okay well it's like (laughs) whatever those crowdsourcing sites are I can't remember what they're called but basically like people decide they're gonna buy the book beforehand and so like yeah okay and so you know they would pay for the book beforehand and
1: yeah. Do you know Corey Reese? Do you know if you've yes. heard of Corey? Yeah, yes. Corey Reese is a friend of mine. On Yeah, he did the same thing with okay. his book. Okay. Yeah, um, where, I've got his book right nowhere, nowhere Near First, yes. that's what his book was. Yeah, yeah.
0: man. I want yeah, to have yeah. him on the podcast, too. I, I've actually been kind of like following his story, too.
1: You want to hook? I can hook you, up. dude. That. That'd be sweet.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, like no, I talked to him. I talked to him a little bit on Facebook all the time. But no, yeah, yeah. Like he did that same thing. He was like, you know, do this or do that. But I've also been in contact with Velo Press. Okay. That's uh, and then like I told you, uh, Matt, uh, Matt Fitzgerald. He's been hooking me up with some of that stuff. So, but I'm that's hoping fine. that's that if I can get a publisher it might be a little bit later yeah if i self-publish like i said i could be out by september october okay i don't yeah i don't want to i don't want to self-publish this one i want this one big yeah i want to go big with this
0: yeah i'll definitely like you know send out like as soon as it's published i'll definitely buy a copy because i'm super fascinated by it but uh (laughs) I'll, I'll post on here and everything and kind of like let everybody who's listening to this know that that's out and it's available. So that'd be cool. Um, just a couple questions, just like wrap it up as a writer. What's, what's a book about writing that is a,
1: you know, a really good read. A book about writing or a book about running
0: a book about writing first. A book about writing. Oh man.
1: Like, have you read many of those or? No, I really haven't. Maybe I should. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Maybe I No, should man, write. just keep doing it. No, I think part of it, at the same time, I'm, I'm like, it would be fascinating to see how some writers choose to go about their craft. But, yeah. at the, at, you know, on the other hand, it's also one of those things where you just got to start writing, you know? and then you Yeah, it no, I just kind
1: of just started writing. I'd never re- really read about writing yeah no, yeah so <laughs> awesome all right so what about book about running though Ah, uh, book about running everything i've ever uh it's it's been all about uh being carnassus um yeah. uh who's my uh um dick beardsley you know dick beardsley
0: no what's he? Uh,
1: runner oh a runner from he was a runner from minnesota um duluth area he was the uh him and he he ran in boston he was one of the like greatest Boston runners of all time. Um, uh, I like, uh, born to run. Obviously born Born to run is a, is a great book. Um, and then, uh, yeah, anything. Dean Carnassus has been my biggest. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. I think he's been my biggest influence, uh, yeah, and I've got the privilege of meeting him and running with him. So that's no been,
0: way, that's cool. How did you How did uh, How did you meet him?
1: Uh, he was he ran the Fargo. He he ran in Fargo a few years back, and we ran the five k, and I got to run into him there. And then the uh, North Face fifty miler. Nice. Um, so he signed my medal and he signed my book there. So nice. Did he run the fifty miler? He no, he was just sponsoring okay. it. He was just there. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah.
0: yeah. I was going to ask how how you know. Far ahead he was.
1: He would have destroyed all of us. The one funny thing, and if Carno ever hears this podcast <laughs> at the uh, at the Fargo 5K, I ran by him. This bumped him and said i just beat you at a 5k because i did <laughs> so <laughs> i don't think he was racing it <laughs> but that's my claim to fame because i beat carno at a 5k yeah so. <laughs> that's funny
0: man um all right so last i guess last question i'm gonna well yeah last question i'll make it suitable for like what i know about minnesota and really can like since i was just in canada We'll sure. make it can, Canadian themed. I know you're not Canadian. Um, yeah. And now I'm going to... Okay. Poutine, Poutine or ketchup potato chips?
1: Ketchup there, potato right? chips.
0: Have you had those?
1: Yeah. Th- they're amazing, Ketchup right? potato chips. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Shockingly... <laughs> shockingly amazing
1: very much so i had to bring
0: i brought a bag back for my wife because she didn't believe me i'm like these are oh. really actually delicious oh they're delicious yeah all right. yeah. that that's that is that gonna be okay i guess more serious question what are you gonna fuel with during your race
1: tailwind tailwind that tailwind's my that's my go-to yeah Cool man. And they better and they better have some grilled cheese sandwiches. That's all. <laughs> awesome. Tailwind and grilled cheese sandwiches. That's my go-to. <laughs>
0: nice. Nice. Well, dude, Ryan, thank you for for joining us on the show today. It was it was awesome. Uh-huh. I'm looking forward to your book and you know. Yeah. all the luck like during the bigfoot 200 we'll I'll, we'll I'll be thinking about you and shooting you some messages and you know all thanks, that fun stuff <laughs> so, i
1: dude i appreciate it so much this is awesome yeah. thank you so
0: much yeah thanks man we'll talk to you maybe we can do a post podcast a post let's do it
1: for that let's do it yeah Done. let's do a post podcast on the schedule <laughs> on the schedule
0: all right man see ya
1: cool yeah take care all right,
0: all right that wraps up the show Thank you, Ryan. Uh, great time talking with you, and I will definitely be cheering you on from uh, the comfort of <laughs> the comfort of my computer while you run the while you're out in the wilderness in Washington for like three or four days. Um, I hope, like, I'm so excited. I really want to hear his story afterwards, and and definitely I'll check out his book, which once again will be called Bigfoot 200. Because you know why the bleep not? Um, It should be it should be an awesome read, and like I said, everyone's gonna come away with stories from doing an event this long and this intense and this insane. So thanks again, Ryan. Best of luck. You're gonna rock it. I know you are. Um, Yeah, man. This is gonna be awesome. All right, guys. uh, That wraps up the show. So if you enjoyed that podcast, like I said at the beginning. Go back and listen to episode thirteen with Melissa Sinclair, or episode number thirty-seven with race director Candace Burt. Um, that kind of give you give you the uh, more of an idea of of what two hundred mile races entail and what the participants go through and how the planning all works out. All right, next week on the podcast, I'm so excited. Please come back next week. It's awesome. I'm looking forward to it so much. Um, A few months ago, I watched a TED Talk from Caroline Paul. And it was called To Raise Girls. Or wait. (laughs) No, that's not what it's called. To Raise Brave Girls, Encourage Adventure. And Caroline is so awesome. Uh, I just finished her book, which is actually a book aimed towards adolescent girls probably called gutsy girl and as a father of two daughters it's really kind of a mentality i want to promote in their lives i want them to be brave i want them to be courageous i want them to be confident in their choices and their decisions and caroline's book is such a proponent for that and it's Just so awesome. And she shares some hilarious, exciting, adventurous stories. Um, So just a brief overview of her past. She was a firefighter in San Francisco for a time. She uh, was on the national team for the luge, which is where you just sit on this little sled and then just get sent down this tube of ice. Uh, She also most likely was one of the first female participants on the sky skeleton which is like the luge except you go head first on your belly (laughs) down once again like imagine like the bobsled thing the bobsled course and you're just shooting down that on your belly um you know she's a paraglider she has rafted down some amazing rivers and she's just an adventurer's adventurer she described herself as a jack of all trades Um, Who really is just willing to participate in any sort of adventure sport. So I was so excited to talk with her. So check back next week uh, for the episode with Caroline Paul. And in the meantime, you know, check out Ryan's books from today and Caroline's books for next week. So get reading. (laughs) All right, guys, uh, we'll get back at you next week. Have a good one.